Hi, and welcome along to the Middling Along podcast. My guest on today's episode is Sally Miller, CEO and co-founder of the Womaness brand. She spent two decades of her career working for a brand you might have heard of, Target, helping to build the bullseye from a regional discount retailer to one of the world's most recognised and influential global brands. Welcome along, Sally. Thanks, Emma. So excited to be here. So can you tell us uh, sort of the, the backstory of the Womaness brand? And am I saying it right? Is it Womaness? Yes, you like, are. You like are Lioness. Saying... That's, that's what yes, I was having my, in my that. mind. <laughs> yeah. How did it come to be? Because you launched that with, uh, so you have a co-founder, yes, Michelle Jacobs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, both Michelle and I have spent decades building brands for women and working in retail. As you mentioned, I was at Target stores. Um in the marketing area and merchandising for almost 25 years Mm -hmm. and um, started my own business after I left Target at age 45. And so that's, you know, I'm 58 now. So I've been at my own business for a while. And then Michelle spent an incredible decade at Real Simple, taking Real Simple from a magazine brand into a line of successful product and many other uh, great um, career changes she made. But everything we did was really centered around building brands for women. And um, yet, Womanist really came out of our personal stories. So for me, I was in my kind of late 40s, working a lot, traveling back and forth across the US and even sometimes to the UK and really feeling exhausted. And I wasn't sure if it was stress. Of course, I blamed it all on work and stress. But what I didn't realize is that, you know, I knew I was going through menopause, but I didn't know menopause was more than hot flashes. I just thought, you know, I don't really have hot flashes, but I am waking up with kind of (laughs) night sweats. I'm not sleeping well. I'm, my mood has changed, my libido. (laughs) So many things were changing. And I really decided at one point, I need to do something about this. And it was obviously just annoying. It wasn't life threatening, but I wanted to get on top of it. And I ended up signing up for a physical at the Mayo Clinic, which is only a couple hours from my house because um, I live in Minnesota. So mid, you know, the Midwestern part of the, or the Midwest, we call it uh, mm-hmm. part of the US and spent the day at the Mayo Clinic all these different appointments, found myself in a really interesting conversation with a female doctor that specialized in menopause. And she really reassured me that what I was experiencing was very common. Uh, Women, she said, I see women all day long with these same issues. And after feeling like I wasn't alone, I did feel like, what have I missed? I'm so uninformed thought I was a smart woman. I I was just so clueless. She thought, you know, I should really check out these products that at that point were available on Amazon. So I went home and looked at Amazon and looked up all of her recommendations. And I remember saying to my husband, I am never buying any of these products. And he was so (laughs) disappointed. He was like, what? You just spent an entire day at the doctor, I thought you were going to come home and be you know, buying these products or just, you know, really trying to get to the to the solve here. Yeah. And I said, I should really disrupt this category. What am I doing? I'm working on all of these other fashion brands, brands for millennials, but I'm not working on 
creating a brand for women going through menopause, which seems like a huge opportunity. And these products that were on Amazon were just not made with clean formulations. You know, the products looked like they hadn't been touched in decades. The packaging was very outdated and the names were kind of off-putting. And that to me was just like my aha moment. And Michelle and I had been friends for about 15 years. And I told her about my experience and that I really wanted to tackle this space. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm in, I want to do this with you. And she was seeing all these changes happening with women in her life. You know, they were leaving their corporate jobs. Um, They were really excited about finally investing in their, in their own well-being or doing something that they've always wanted to do. And we took those kind of three pieces of our experience. So for me, the product, the lack of education, and then for Michelle, the the need for inspiration to really celebrate this woman. Then we took, you know, we took those three pieces and started thinking about, okay, there's something here. We're going to start really doing research. And that's what we did. We just started, you know, formulating the brand and what it was going to be all about. And women really helped us shape the brand. You know, mm-hmm. as we were doing interviews with women, uh, focus groups, um, we heard a lot about what they wanted and that really helped shape the brand as it is today. And who came up with the name? Oh my gosh, there's a whole story to the name. So <laughs> we spent we spent a year working on names. And if any of your listeners have ever tried to come up with names for, you know, could be your podcast, it could be a book, it could be it's so my husband challenging. hated the name of my podcast. He told me, oh, don't really? call it that. He said, don't call it that. <laughs> no, oh, one, no one wants to listen. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just so hard to come up with names that actually you love and, and that clear legal because so many names have been taken. And there's been a whole yeah. trend in branding for names that are one word. Glossier, you know, um, yeah. just made up names, right? So we started generating a whole list of names and one by one, we would fall in love with these names and they went clear legal. So what we did is at the end, we had three weeks before we were pitching a retailer, a brand. We had to get like, we had a packaging concept. We had a hard deadline. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we were at a point of desperation and we ended up, I hired one last guy. It was a guy that actually generated a bunch of names but he had kind of his methodology that we like to come up with names and he had come up with womankind and we really liked that. But my attorney said, that is never going to pass. It's just too, it's already out there. It's too generic. Mm. Uh, Sally, once again, please combine two names, come up with something unique by combining. And one day I just said, what about womaness? And Michelle was like, I kind of like that. So that's what started it. I mean, and my attorney was really helpful in doing, you know, obviously that deep, very thorough search. And um, no, we have the, we have the trademark and it's so exciting. And, you know, it's, we wanted a name that was really a platform so that, you know, it, it had a lot of legs to it. And what we love about the name is it's almost like a language. Like you said, it's, it's, it's like sexiness, agelessness, lioness i mean all of these nest words really emanate from the name womaness so we love it 
like a, it's like a child, right? Once you once you birth it. Yeah, your product branding is is quite playful as well. So so some of them, for example, the kind of neck product called Let's Neck, which maybe doesn't resonate quite so much in the UK as in the US. Yeah, but I think we still get it. And um, out damned spot is is another one. We wanted you know menopause. If you don't make it, if you don't add the visuals to it or make it fun, you know, you can hear the word menopause and think it's really a drag. So it's important to really add a little bit of humor. You know, we were at one point worried if our names were so fun that we wouldn't be taken seriously, but women have really loved the names and they're very catchy. And then of course we are more serious with the benefits of the product. And, you know, obviously it's, it's product that we've, that we formulated ourselves, that we stand behind. We've tested all with doctors and, you know, the product is serious product, but it's okay to have a little bit of fun with the names. So that leads me on quite nicely to to my next question in terms of, so for example, uh, some of the skincare products in your, uh, your product line. So for example, if we've been sort of loyally using a particular product or combination of products over time, why is it that this time of life that those might not necessarily be serving us well anymore. What is it about the womanist stuff that specifically targeting needs for, for this time of life? Yeah, so great, great question, Emma. You know, your your skin changes dramatically in menopause, you know, or and perimenopause. Um, for example, my skin used to be very oily. And now during perimenopause, I noticed it was just really becoming dry all over my body. Mm. And um, your skin thins as well. It becomes a little bit more sensitive during menopause. So it's really because of that drop in estrogen and collagen that is much more dramatic. You know, obviously, as you age, you lose, you know, collagen in your skin. But menopause is really much more of a dramatic change. And it almost happens. For me, I felt like it was happening overnight. (laughs) Um, I'm sure it was months, but it was really dramatic. And so all of our skincare product is really formulated with more gentle ingredients that are like bacchial, which is a form of retinol. We do have retinol in the line, but we have just a spot treatment of retinol. Um, It's called bacchial. It's it's a gentler form of retinol. It's in our overnight magic cream. So that's a great example of just using a gentler uh, ingredient for thinning skin. The other thing that we absolutely need during this stage is more hydration. Mm-hmm. And um, because you're, you're, like I said, your skin really dries out all over your body. So we uh, found a company that offered us an advanced form of hyaluronic acid. It's a lab that was just an ingredient lab and it's called Hyaclear 7 and it has like seven forms of hyaluronic acid. So it's much more potent than just hyaluronic acid, which is still great for your skin. But we put that in all of our skincare. So it's in, you know, our body cream, it's in our overnight cream, it's our Let's Neck, which is our neck and decollete serum. So mm-hmm. across the board, we put in this ingredient called Hyaclear 7. Supercharged. So, <laughs> supercharged. And, um, you know, I think it's still exclusive with us. And so it's been, you know, really successful. But I think you know, women in this, this stage of life actually start to re kind of tool their skincare regimen at this point. And I think there's so much knowledge that women have about ingredients now 
They're a lot more savvy about value. Mm. I think, you know, a lot of women say, I don't need to spend, you know, $200 on a serum. So we've really benefited from that savviness because our products are all under 40 US dollars. And, you know, our belief is that by not only investing in quality and ingredients at active levels, but making sure a product is affordable, we will be able to serve a lot of the, you know, our goal is to serve all women going through menopause. And I think one of the other things, having had a really good look around on your website earlier, is I couldn't find any mention of anti-aging, which, you know, I think is great. I think, you know, we are we are aging. I think, uh, you know, we, we should be embracing that. And, and right. um, Yeah. And even just how we portray women, you know, when we first designed the brand before we did our first photo shoot, we couldn't even find good imagery of women. Oh, don't get me started on that. The the sad sad people with their head in their hands. Yeah. And it was like, (laughs) we we joke about, you know, the Geritol ads of the woman running on the beach with the straw hat. I mean, that's, we just couldn't find very, very few images existed. So it's been so fun to find these women all over the world that are participating in our in our marketing and whether they're an, an influential woman that wants to post on our, on our behalf or you know real women that featured in in our you know in our campaign it's just been so fun to show how incredible we all look at this at this stage of life and you've also got uh, an online community on facebook the after party which i imagine is great for you in terms of being able to kind of get feedback from from your audience but how uh, if people want to join that is that uh, they just go look up the after party on facebook and ask to join yes they go on to facebook the after party and then they request to join and ann goble on our team will accept them in And um, it's just a great way for women to hear from our experts, connect with each other. Um, It's, you know, we we definitely advertise a little bit about our products, but it's not really the purpose of of the community is to promote products. It's really much more about the education pillar of our brand and the inspiration part, because we really do know women are craving connecting with each other. So that's really the goal of the after party. Sure. And uh, talking about connecting, you're, you're on a, not, not a world tour, but a, a US tour of sorts to kind of celebrate Menopause Awareness Month. You've, you've had one event so far and you've got a couple more to come. How, what's, what kind of reception have you had so far? Yeah, really, really great. You know, we did this last year. Um, we went to New York. We had an uh, event in Minneapolis and... Um, we noticed that women love hearing from experts. They just love, obviously, the, we call it in real life setting where they can connect with each other. So they walked away from our events last year, you know, much more confident about menopause, not afraid if they hadn't gone through menopause, they were actually excited about this phase of life. So it was really, really moving to see the impact we made last year. So we knew we wanted to do this again this year and do it on a bigger, in a bigger way. And so we partnered with Ulta Beauty in the U.S. Uh, where we launched at Ulta Beauty in the wellness section uh, in May of this year. And so in partnership with them, we identified three markets. So last week we had uh, an event in Santa Monica, California. 
And the reception was incredible. I think women are loving hearing, you know, just, uh, you know, from our experts, we had sex with Emily there. She's all about, she's a doctor in sex and she is so empowering, encouraging. Um, and she just gives a lot of really good tips for women that may feel like they're losing their libido a little bit, you know, their body is changing. What can you do? So that was awesome. And then we also had Kim Douglas, who is our chief menopositivity officer, and she's really a beauty and wellness expert as well. So she spoke about her own personal journey through breast cancer and why it's so important to use clean products on your body, Mm -hmm. um, especially, you know, especially as you get older. She, She talked about the redefinition of beauty and women were super inspired by that. So at each market, we have different speakers. So in a week and a half, we're in Dallas and we have a sexual wellness doctor that's based in Dallas um, speaking. We also have another beauty expert, Dominique Sachet. She's very active on YouTube. Women love her tips. Um, So those two are speaking along with Michelle and I, and then we're going to end the menopositivity tour in Chicago um, which is where Alta's based. So they have a you know really strong okay. um, customer base there. And we have a fitness expert coming that we work with. And we have Dr. Somi Javade, who has uh, a clinic across the U.S. called HerMD. It's kind of a combination of OBGYN and Medispa. So all these women are helping women in menopause and, you know, from various expertises. And I, I, sh- I want to make sure I mention too, we have a sleep expert, um, Dr. Shelby Harris coming to the Chicago event as well. And she's, she's super popular because she's written a book on sleep and women struggle so much with sleep. So it's just a sampling of what we're doing. Um, yeah. And we've, we've and, only really uh, talked actually about the, the skincare side of, of women. Ask, but you, yeah, you do yeah, a lot more we than have that. A lot of other products. Yeah. We have supplements and we have sexual wellness and our supplements really cover, you know, the, the major symptoms of menopause. So we have one called menopause, which is all about kind of the all around symptoms of menopause, night sweats, hot flashes, mood, brain fog. And that is really selling extremely well. Then we have a sleep supplement for obviously help staying asleep because women mm. really struggle with that kind of 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. Wake up hour. I was there this morning. <laughs> Excuse me. And then we have a hair, skin, and nail supplement because obviously your skin and hair changes dramatically. And then we have sexual wellness. We have two uh, vaginal moisturizers and a vibrator. I love that you can so. buy a vibrator alongside your supplements. And- <laughs> right, right. Beauty and wellness are being redefined. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we could uh, definitely all talk a lot more openly about right. some of those absolutely. kind of uh, the symptoms uh, to do with sort of sex and libido, I think that would be a game changer for for so many people. We talked before before we went live about the the event on World Menopause Day that that you're going to, which I think is is fantastic. So you've got sort of CEOs from a whole bunch of companies operating in this area are coming together and I think yeah just the the fact that everyone is is being so open and collaborative is is fantastic so yeah, yeah tell us a bit more about so that. excited so Stacy London 
who owns um, the State of Menopause brand, mm-hmm. is hosting all of us that are involved in the industry. So telehealth companies, you know, product companies, we're all getting together. So in the spirit of collaboration versus competition, mm-hmm. we're getting together for a panel and we're covering, you know, various topics, um, everything from, you know, changing the conversation about menopause and what will that take to even, you know, government regulations. Um, You know, I know the UK has been covering that very, very robustly. Um, And just all different topics. So there's a couple hours of just panel, you know, the panel, and it will be moderated by Tamsin Fidal, who's an incredible uh, speaker. I met with her yesterday. She's a wealth of knowledge and super passionate about menopause. So that will be really fun and a great chance for us to meet with all of our peers. And it's just, I think it's just so fun to see what, what comes out of this. You know, we, we really do all have the philosophy that all, all boats rise when we, when we do collaborate. Um, the industry is so needing leadership and disruption and awareness. So the more we can collaborate together to really build this groundswell, I think it will be better for all of us as well as the consumer. Mm-hmm. What do you think, and maybe you can't give this away uh, in terms of your kind of upcoming product, but what, what do you think is, is something that is kind of missing? What's the, what's the next kind of next frontier? Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some symptoms that we're definitely knowing we need to cover. For example, your bone health really changes during menopause. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a perfect example <laughs> of I've been diagnosed with osteoporosis. So just knowing, you know, that there are natural ways to stop that progression. So we're coming out with a bone supplement in a few months. So that that's an example of really something that's really important to us and a little bit more on the serious side. And then within skincare, we really feel like there's an opportunity to complete the regimen. You know, women have loved our skincare And they keep asking, like, you know, where's the cleanser or where's this? And we, when we designed the line, we we launched with 13 products, which was a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of companies launch with, you know, maybe two or three. But we wanted to be really serious about menopause. And we didn't think we could address menopause in a legitimate way if we didn't have at least 10 to 13 products. And over time, we'll be adding more products, but we also want to make sure that our, our line doesn't become overwhelming, that each product has a real clear purpose, and that even within the skincare piece, it's really easy to use. Because I think, think about yourself and your, your listeners, you probably only use a handful of products every day. Yeah. You know, you might have a lot more on your vanity, but at the end of the day, you really need a great daily moisturizer, a cleanser, a toner. Maybe. I want someone to make it easy for me. Tell me what to do. Serum. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make it easy. That's what we hear. Yeah. So that's what we're all about is just streamlining the routine and making sure that we we're filling back in the gaps that you know we we didn't launch with so it's really important that uh, we're kind of doubling down on those items that really help build out the regimen but making it an easy regimen not, not nothing complicated cuz women are overwhelmed anyway um i can speak for myself we're all overwhelmed with all the choices out there and menopause can be overwhelming so yeah. let's just try to make it easy for everyone and we do have 
listeners all over, but uh, for that, for those in the UK, you're shipping to the UK. So yes, Emma, we are shipping to the UK. We're not yet working with retailers in, in the UK because there's a lot of hurdles operationally and logistically that we have to put into place or overcome before we can actually start working directly with retailers in the UK or any other region. So it's um, obviously we're working with retailers in the U.S., but outside of the U.S. requires a lot of other like registration, setting up warehouses and that kind of thing. So for now, have your listeners order us, you know, order directly from womanist.com. Well, you've been kind enough to uh, to offer them a 20% discount on their first order. So if you're listening to this for a limited period of time, if you go over to my Instagram which is middling along underscore podcast, you'll find the, the discount details, how to get your 20% discount over there. So thank you. Yeah, That's very generous. So maybe one wrap up with, with one more question. If you could pick one thing, what's the one thing that you wish you knew going into the perimenopause years? I think I should have been more on top of my own health in my 30s and early 40s. Um, for example, now that I've told your listeners that I have osteoporosis, had I started really taking care of my bone health in my 30s and early 40s, I think I wouldn't be in such a risky position that I am today. You know, I my mom is still alive. She has osteoporosis really badly. Mm. And she's now fallen twice and she's really having a tough time. And I can see the progression of what happens, right? If you don't get on top of this. Yeah. So I think for me, that's just probably my most serious symptom. And had I really started taking care of my, my bones in, in, you know, my late thirties and early forties and not waited as long, I think I'd be in a much better position. And that also, it's not just taking the right supplements, but it's also weight training, um, that yeah, really, really, I bore on about that to anyone who listen. Yeah, that really <laughs> helps. And I'm really bad about doing that. I practice Pilates and I play tennis, but I am not lifting weights. Um, my co-founder is lifting a lot of weights and she's, you know, she's, she's a little bit younger than I am, but she's in much better shape. So it just, you know, each person has an individual journey through menopause. So it's so important that you really get on top of it in your, in your thirties even. Yeah. I think that's, it kind of ties into that whole point though, about as women often, we're pretty rubbish at prioritizing ourselves. Absolutely. You know, we, we run around looking after everyone else. Yeah. And it's only when we get to this point where suddenly, you know, for whatever reason, if we have some health issues going on that we take stock and we start to really hopefully reprioritize ourselves and, and kind of invest that time and self-care as I think you know we said before on the podcast you know it's not necessarily about scented candles and having a long bath right. it's about having boundaries right. and about putting in time me time that you know to as you say really take care of yourself right. because if we don't no one's going to come do it for us yeah and know yourself too you know I know that um, I reach a point I'm sure most women do where you just have to be alone for a while and, you know, or you just lose it. So just even that is a boundary is just know when you have to reward yourself with maybe a two hour massage or something like that, because you just need to be alone and let go of the world around you for a minute. <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually earlier this year, I I, I just took myself away for two oh, days. Wow. Okay. And I'd never done that before. Yeah. And it's like this, this is great. Why have I not I done this? Like I didn't and, go anywhere super fancy. And but... women should feel the that they have the permission to do that, especially at this stage. And even even if they're not in this stage, like even if they're a millennial that has young children, I think it's still really healthy to do that. You know, I'm sure yeah. our partners, you know, wouldn't have a problem getting away for a couple of days, but women are such caretakers and we feel like we need to be there and, you know, take care of everyone. So go, go prioritize yourselves right, and right. Um, book in some, some me time, whatever that looks like for you. Sally, thank you so thank much you. For, for your time today. I'm really looking forward to seeing where Womaness goes next. Yeah. Have a fabulous World Menopause oh, Day too. with all your fabulous colleagues and uh yeah happy man of positivity <laughs> well thank you emma and thank you to all our listeners you've been listening to the middling along podcast do remember to subscribe to be notified when our next episode is live and why not visit the blog at www.middlingalong.com to sign up to my newsletter as well i do hope you enjoyed listening today if you did i'd be really grateful if you would consider leaving a short review as that helps people find the podcast and helps get it noticed. Hope you can join us next time. Goodbye for now.